Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Oh boy, we have no shortage of things to talk about today. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. We are now a week away from the NFL draft, but before we get to draft talk, and don't worry, we will, DeMar Hamlin has been 100% cleared to play football. Sal, thinking back to January 2nd, you were on the sideline, I was in the press box from that moment until this moment. What an unbelievable story and recovery for Hamlin. It's incredible. You and I were at the stadium on Tuesday listening to him, and it was pretty emotional, but in a really good way, right? I mean, we all kind of could feel what was happening in that room with DeMar talking about coming back and how much this means to him. Obviously, not just you know to be healthy, but to play football again. I mean, this is his life. He talked about, you know, making money, providing for his family. This is what he's done his whole life, what he's been gearing towards. The words that he spoke, they were so eloquent, Matt. They were so amazing. He talked about, you know, being an inspiration for others to not be scared no matter what's in front of you. Don't be scared of the obstacles. Don't be scared of the unknown. Just put one foot in front of the other and go forward and do what you have to do. He said he wants to be, you know, somebody who's inspiration for for that and He's already an inspiration and helping out actively with the awareness for, um, I want to say it right, Commodio, how do you say it? Cordis, right? As I say it? Commodio Cordis, yes. Commodio Cordis. I keep saying it wrong. It's like a tongue twister for me. But to It might be Commodio Cardis. I don't exactly know if it's Commodio Cardis or Cordis, but. Well, there you go. Well, the point is he has already been actively a part of awareness for that it's young athletes who this happens to and unfortunately it's the um leading cause of death amongst young athletes and the cpr training and the aed availability demar's been at the forefront of that this has been a great story yeah it has i think the two most powerful things that i heard from demar hamlin it was just something about him saying them and to be in the room for it and then to just have obviously the background of everything we watched the team go through and then to be in the building that night when it happened to hear him say i died on the football field was pretty bone chilling that was a moment where you know it sends a shiver down your spine to be like wow like you know we are all so fortunate that he was able to get through this. And I know it was really scary and it could have had a very different outcome, but given what we know now, if you would have told us that on January 2nd, I think everybody, including DeMar would have probably been like, okay, like, yes, this is the best case scenario for what could happen. And the second one was him saying there will probably be people out there who think I'm coming back too soon, who think that I should have never come back. 
but he said he's beat the odds his entire life. And that's evidence of just him getting into the NFL and getting out of a situation that was not the easiest path to the NFL. And he says he likes his odds. And I think when you go through something like this and now it's just, it's, I don't even know the words to use. It's just remarkable. It's incredible to see how this has played out. And I'm just so happy that, you know, he can now focus on football again because that for him has been his whole life. Yeah. And I think, you know, everything you touched on there brings you also to the role that all the people had in helping him get to this point. He talked about all the medical personnel and the people by his side and the support of his family. One thing that really kind of resonated with me was when he talked about how he was asked what he's learned through this. And he said, you know, he learned that I guess the best way for me to kind of paraphrase is his moral compass is in the right spot and that he's been a good person who's treated people well. And he brings that to the credit to his parents. And he says he knows that because of the outpouring of support he had from people that were willing to help him in his time of need, that he knows that, you know, he's kind of, he's living his life the right way. And he wants to go forward, continuing to live his life the right way because he wants to pay back and be a part of, you know, all these people that supported him in so many ways. And then you have the organization, Matt. I mean, let's think about this. The bills, they could have also walked away from this and said, look, we're just not going to have you know this situation on us to say, we're going to play this kid. What we're going to do is we're going to trust the medical. We're going to trust the doctors. We're going to trust the people that, you know, DeMar Hamlin is seeing. And that's what they've done. And Brandon Bean said when we spoke to him before we heard from from DeMar, he said he's medically cleared. He's seen his last doctor, his last specialist, I should say. Everything's full go, basically. And he's a part of the football team. And we know he was out there working out as part of the team's offseason workout. So I also want to give a lot of credit to the organization for sticking by him and being in this position to allow him to play football again. And that is, that's got to have a lot of discussions. I'm sure that went into that. And these two parties being on the same page the whole way through the Buffalo bills are not a perfect organization and they have not handled everything perfectly or even great. There are times when we need to be critical of the team. There are times when we should praise the team. And I know both of us are from here and we do this podcast and we cover the team and we've probably both at some point been called homers or not critical enough But really, from the time that this has happened up until now, I really don't know how you handle the situation better than the Bills did from the night that it happened with Sean McDermott basically saying, and Zach Taylor too, basically getting their teams off of the field when they first had the opportunity to say, we cannot put our guys back out there. And then all of the support. I mean, you think back even to like Stefan Diggs hopping in an Uber and going to the hospital to be with him and all of the people that stayed back in Cincinnati and Brandon Bean staying there for days and days with his family to make sure they were okay. And Bean said even today that the Bills have had medical staff go with DeMar to all of his appointments, just so they are on the same page. I mean, we're talking about three different specialists here. This is not like one doctor cleared DeMar Hamlin to play football. This is three doctors that have cleared him. And the bills are basically saying like, this is your area of specialty. Like this is your area of specialty. We trust you. And we're making sure we do our due diligence and going through all of these different avenues. And we're checking, we're double checking and we're triple checking. So from the support, and we don't know what it goes on inside those walls every single day, but it also never just felt like this was, we need to get him physically back. It was, we need to get him physically back. We also need to get him mentally back to a point where he can be cleared to play football. 
And we need his teammates and family and friends to be in a good enough mental position that they can, you know, get through this because that was kind of the thing that nobody ever talked about. It's the thing that nobody ever talks about with a lot of stuff is the mental health aspect to it. And I give Sean McDermott so much credit for that first press conference we had after DeMar. Remember the day we did the zoom calls with the doctors and the surgeons from the university of Cincinnati medical center. And then later that afternoon, we talked to Sean, we talked to Josh. I believe those two came out together and Sean started talking about mental health. That was a big moment for me. And for, I think a lot of people to see that in the spotlight of given what was going on. Yeah. Agreed. And, um, as a lot of people know, I'm, I'm married to a mental health counselor. So I need that resolution Same. here Same. at home. Yeah, I, do. Yeah, I know that's right. Your Same. wife as well. We both are. So I think in our households, you know, that's something that's very important to us. And, and my, my son, what are you doing? My son is going to crash the party here for a second because he's happy for tomorrow. Come here. Hi, he, Max. He, he's going to say hi to Max. He's going to show he's going to crash the party here. And he's hi, Max. Tomorrow as well. He, Matt says hi. You can't hear him. Hi. Nice, base, nice base, baseball shirt, buddy. There you go. He loves your baseball shirt. There you go. Max is very happy for tomorrow as well. And, you know, he was at the game when um, uh, Naeem Hines returned the kickoff. And it, I remember the emotion that was pouring down on the sidelines that game and the the crying that was going on in the sidelines and to come to this point to be, it's a joyous occasion, right? It's interesting. You said about how the doctors cleared him. Not only that, Tamar said they encouraged him mm-hmm. to actually do this, which was amazing to me as well. It wasn't like they were like, Hey, Tamar, if you really want to do this, go ahead. We're not going to stop you. It was, Oh, we think you could definitely do this and you probably should if you want to. Yeah. And he said that going back to the mental health, he said the doctors encouraged it from that standpoint because they're like, listen, if you don't do this, you're probably always going to be thinking about if you should have done it or if you could have done it. And now if you just go out and do it, we think you're okay enough that you're able to go and pursue that. So you give them credit for kind of steering him in the direction of going back to football if that's ultimately what he wanted. And listen, these are doctors. These are very smart people. They would have not told him that. If that's not what he ultimately wanted to hear at the end of the day, he said that he kind of knew he wanted to get back out there after he was able to watch football again. I believe it was the Saturday before the bills played a game. He said he was sitting there watching games. He was watching the safeties play and he was like, I miss this. I can do this. And this is what I've always wanted. So I'm going to get back out there. And I would think that, you know, you have a second chance at life. I remember that quote from the doctor that says, you know, you won the game of life. I would almost think that that would make you pour your heart and soul even into this more than you were because you realize how fortunate you are to be in the position that you are. Last thing for me on DeMar specifically, let's talk about his transition to the football field. This is a team that he was starting at safety for most of the year because obviously Micah Hyde was out. Jordan Poyer was banged up. We know that they had, there was a lot of transition going on last year. We didn't know where we'd be at that position. Suddenly, I mean, look what they have here. Now you have a, healthy and cleared Micah Hyde, a healthy and cleared DeMar Hamlin, a healthy and ready to go re-sign Jordan Poyer, a Taylor Rapp who comes over in the prime of his career. They sign Zane Anderson, but just those four guys I just mentioned suddenly. And by the way, Christian Benford maybe could play the spot mm-hmm. if they need him to. Matt, suddenly like this looks like a, a position that even though there were a lot of question marks, it's been so consistent. We know that. One of the best safety safety positions in the league over the last five years Really, though, at the end of last year, tons of questions. I'm not having any questions about this anymore. This group is really good now again. I've always believed in trial by fire because I don't think really we're ever ready for anything. That's been a question I've been asked a lot about becoming a father. They're like, are you ready to be a dad? No, I'm not. But I'm learning as I go. Was I ready to be married? Nope, wasn't. Was learning (laughs) as I go. I think at some point you kind of have to think that way. So you can go both ends here. 
Would it be better for him in his transition to just be thrown back out onto the field into a starting role? Maybe. I don't exactly know how he would operate, but I think it's actually the opposite in this standpoint. I think it's better that you're going into a room that's got depth, that's stable, that's got veteran leadership, and you do not have to worry about like, okay, week one starter, DeMar Hamlin is out on the field. It can be like, okay, you're going to get some special team reps and let's just ease you back into things to make sure that your confidence is at 100%. And I think he'll get there, but I think it might take him a little bit longer than it would take somebody else coming off of an injury, given the circumstance. If you're okay with moving on, I, I'll move on to the next uh, thing we want to talk about. If you have anything else on DeMar, though, by all means, I don't want to leave you short there. No, I just think that one of the things that you learn about when you go to like school for journalism and to cover sports is you know, to be desensitized. This is more so for news reporting than it is for sports reporting, but mm-hmm. a lot of times you get desensitized to things because you're covering them. A lot of time news reporters are talking to people, they're doing stories on somebody's best day or on somebody's worst day. And I think it's so easy to be like, okay, that was almost four months ago. I haven't really thought about that in a while. Glad to see he's doing well, but just knowing what he went through, I don't want to be desensitized to this because it is amazing of just the progress that we've seen. And to think that four months ago it was 106 days ago, we're recording this on Tuesday night, that this man was transported to the hospital from a football field in an ambulance after dying on the field. And we did not know if he was going to make it to now being out on the field with his teammates and working out. That is Unbelievable. So I I just want everybody to realize, and I know that most people probably are, but sometimes we get so caught up in these moments and we're on to the next thing and you haven't thought about it in a while. Like this is something that should be celebrated and I'm glad we're talking about it. And I'm really happy for him that he can now start thinking about football again. All right. Well, let's move on to the next thing as we keep Tamar Hamlin and everything that happened in the forefront of the news cycle, because it is an international, not just a national or a local news story. And it's great to see what he was able to say and tell us all about on Tuesday.